I I I believe that was a phallus from Julian. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> there are many fellows from Julian. Fellas compilation. Hey, y'all, no, this, this, this is all silent. No one's recording video. So you can't play. You, you, you can't, can't place anything shit. on me. Mm-hmm. You can't play shit. Let me turn off my stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been streaming to Twitch this whole time. I didn't oh, tell shit. you guys. <laughs> That'd be an actual nightmare. Yeah, yeah yes. no. Yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, that, that would probably yes. be a, a tier Yeah, that'd breach. be a truly brutal betrayal of your guys' yes. trust. Yes. Um, yeah, that'd be highly yeah, ironic I for right that. now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Show Some Initiative. I'm Julian. I'm your storyteller. Oh, I'm back at the top. Hi, I'm James and I play Jose. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cookie and I play Patrick. Hi, I'm Nick and I play Danny. Hey, I'm Phil. I play Gabe. Hey, I'm... Hi, I'm Sean. I play Theo. Hello, I am Tori and I play Erica. Star Y. <laughs> All right. So, take us away, Phil. Right. That's what, because what you, you guys say what you said last time. I, I know, I'm just preparing. Well, during the interrogation, I happened to hear these two points at Theo and Danny exchange some words and Perhaps more than just words, too. Okay, I'm I'm going to need you to explain what the fuck that means, like, right now. Fellas. Well, they were talking. Fellas. And uh, they were talking about uh, an exchange of blood. <laughs> Is that what they call it? <laughs> I'm staying on top of Julian, are you? Hi, either way, doesn't sound very appropriate for work. Yeah, probably breaks some emotional things. I think, uh, Patrick, since apparently Gabe's just gonna end at that, Patrick just kinda looks over at Theo and Danny, like, raising an eyebrow, like, So? What does he mean? Well, Mr. Patrick, are you familiar with the concept of blood bonding? No. Figures. Blood bonding is a process in which kindred exchange some of their own blood. And um, in exchange, those two vampires can no longer betray each other. It's a supernatural trick we kindred have. And it would explain why Theo has not been able to speak his mind. So, Mr. Daniel... I would like to offer you one more chance to come clean of your own accord. I think Danny looks up and it's like a snarl, right? Like, it's just fucking pure anger, right? And he looks over, like he like throws like a, you know, a dagger glare at Gabe, right? And he looks over at Jose. 
Don't you talk to me like you're a fucking judge. <sighs> but fine. Fuck it. Man's gonna own up to his mistakes. <laughs> or his actions. Though to be honest, he like, looks forward. The only mistake I made was not walking further away. And he looks at Gabe again. Now that the conversation seems to have shifted from just yelling and anger to backstory time, Patrick will shift from in front of Gabe to kind of like sitting down on the edge of his seat so he can still like just jump up if necessary, but still like kind of. Yeah, I think I think Danny sits back down. Patrick sits back down as well. Then. Like he just falls in the chair hard, right? And like leans forward. He is kind of, um, what's a combination of words of like excitement and intrigue, I guess. Intrigued? Mm hmm. Yeah. Because this is like something he's been wanting to know for a while. Yeah, this is something he's, he's wanted to like hear more about. Just, just in general, because he enjoys, um, Chaos, pain, other people's trauma. <laughs> He's one of those bitches. Got it. Listen, there's an interesting story to be heard here. How dare you typecast my correctly my character here? <laughs> but continue. So this is something Theo has been wanting to know for a while. Yeah, basically. I don't know if I wanted more to say there. Don't head empty. Um, Erica is kind of kind of give a look to Theo and kind of whisper, this was your choice, lad. He didn't force you into that. She's going to try and say this quietly so the others don't hear. That hurts. Eric, Eric, Erica's just like... Oh. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Oh, if I had Erica as a friend. I that Theo is blinking actually. Honestly, he's, he's just staring at her. <laughs> just. Uh, well, you didn't force me. I'm fine. Um, thank you. And that I think Patrick also like. Even even if Erica said it quietly, like Patrick does have the the special ears thing. So I think oh when my he hears, God. Uh, haha, I will, I will you bring the You think I'm the this. nosy one? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I never, I never say I wasn't, but Patrick basically relaxes when, when Theo mentions that this was like voluntary. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think Jose has this like perma expression where it's like his face like hardly ever changes. It's just this very practiced neutral look for the first time you kind of see it break and you can just see as these are conspiring you see like curiosity and problem solving like across his like expression okay things are hitting a place where I can do something now things sure that are happening that, that is true that things are happening What's happening? Well, out with Mr. Rose. 
care to explain yourself? Yeah, he looks. He sighs heavily. Like Gabe said, it's true. Me and Theo made a blood bond outside of the tent when we were starting the investigation. And I'll go ahead and say it first since uh, he's going to say it if I don't. And he looks, and he like looks over at you. And again, like there's a look of just, just absolute anger, right? But he, he sighs, right? And the anger's kind of fading out of him because it's just like. You can be angry all that long, it's tiring. It's it, like, there's nothing he can do, right? They're, they're, like being angry won't help him mm-hmm. here, right? Like resign, just resign. Uh, yeah. Mm. There's a word. Res- resigned oh. resentment. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good description. Res- yeah. <laughs> that was accidental. Resignation that perhaps, was the word. Thank you. Yeah, re- Thank re- you, James. Resigned to his fate is yeah. Is, is, yeah. It is the thing. But yeah, he looks forward, and he says he's gonna tell you if I don't. Someone else will get it out. I made a blood bond with Theo because I wanted to make sure he held up his end of the deal. The deal. That deal, that's Gabe overheard. And he looks and he stares his in the eyes. Was to wipe the USB you had in your pocket using his technomancy powers. And since I uh, wanted him to do that, you can probably figure out that it was me that got rid of the drives too. Wait, how, 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 did, you, how did you manage that? Well, simple, I didn't. I'm not nearly that good. But the city knows Fratu are. Aha, I knew it! I mean, <clears throat> <clears throat> Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, like, writes, like, fucking slams into the table. I knew it! And then looks around at everyone, like, proudly just baffled, and he just, like, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I suspect that something like that was the case, and sits back down <laughs> in Paris. Proud of you, big guy. And he like sighs again, like thinking, you know, kind of how, how far I should go with this, right? Uh, what I, what I wonder, Mr. Rose, is why, why, why go through all the trouble to wipe those, the, the computer? What was in the future, in the footage that you didn't want us to see? Again, he like sighs, and. He like locks down, right? And you see there's like there's concern on his face, right? And he swallows it, right? And he kind of like says like mostly to himself, right? No, I no, this isn't about me. And he looks up. Do you remember the night that you remember, of course, the night we were attacked by the hunters? Yeah, hard to hard to forget. And Patrick, I think absently, absentmindedly just kind of like rubs a bullet hole in one of the tables, like a little nick on the side of it. There was a man among them, a man named Nathan. He was the one that I ran after in the alleyway. I'm guessing since you know his name, uh, there must have been some history between you. Don't think there was time for exchanging pleasantries at the moment. He had to live. 
I knocked him out and threw him in the dumpster. He got out on his own at some point, I assume. I don't know where he is now. But I couldn't let him die. But what was I supposed to say? Let this hunter that knows your location free? Let him walk? Of course not. I... He had to make it back. I... I hope he's made it back. Back to... Back, back to where? New York? Yeah. Back home. Oh, Daniel. What's he doing here, then? He's been after me. Chasing me down. He's been hunting me for years now. A couple. Now I... I think I'll think before. And, I mean, understandable. But you wanted to preserve the life of a hunter that has been hunting you for years? Seems very uncharacteristic for uh, a man who's lectured me on the necessity of killing. I'll stand by that, Gabe, but you don't... It's different. He's... Is it? He, like, looks over at Gabe, right? And and Atrid's, like, burning, right? And he, 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 like, looks at him. You refuse to kill because you're too much of a coward. Not because there's someone that... uh, Not because you know there's someone who needs to have their life preserved. And he... He can't. He can't die. He just... He can't. I can't allow that to happen. And and he like looks around and like there's something a panic has come over him, right? I can't let anything happen to him. I I think Patrick uh I, I think seeing Danny kind of like spassing out a little bit, Patrick won't stand up or anything, like he slowly like puts up a hand and says Danny, um I I don't I think I speak at least for some of the people here, but... And he kind of, like, gives a side glance to Erika. And he goes, I don't think we can fault you for trying to protect someone. By this man, who is he to you? What is he to me? He's... And he looks over. I think he looks at Gabe in particular, right? Again. Mm-hmm. And he looks sorry, right? You know, I always scolded you for trying to pretend you were human. Said you should accept the monster. Live with, live with it. You know, I still believe that. Theoretically. But part of me... I think part of every kindred still likes to pretend to be likes to pretend to be a human. It's not what he is to me. It's as long as he's alive, I can pretend like I'm a good person. I can't. And he like 
looks, right? And there's there's none of the anger anymore. He just looks, I don't think you've ever seen Danny look sad, like just genuinely sad, right? But he does here, right? And he like looks up. And here, Julian, permission to do a dramatic flashback. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Star yes. White. Let's go. Mm. So yeah, he looks up. It was three years ago. I was doing a job. One of the Nosferatu bosses of the local mobs. There were some guys from one of the cartels. They were coming in our territory and they were selling to everybody. Kids, even. Two things combined that mobilized them. They decided that they need to be gotten rid of permanently. And as one of the kindred within the gang, that was my responsibility. After all, they thought, why risk their kind agents when they could send in someone who could take 15 bullets and come out just fine? So I went. And I did the job. It didn't take many before they started to run. Or at least that's what I thought. But they were wise to the kindred. They probably had a member of their own amongst their ranks. I pursued them when I thought they were running. And like I think we see, right? Um, like the scene, right? Mm -hmm. Of like Danny like kicking down the door to this place and like shooting, you know, all of these like various like, cartel members, right? And then shooting back, right? And yeah, you see like the bulls just go through him harmlessly, basically, as he like uh, shoots back at them. And I think you see him like running down uh, this hallway, uh, you know, with the gun, the axe in hand, as like a man turns the corner running away from him. And he turns the corner. They had a trap. And you see there's like a ton of cartel members all with like shotguns, right? Uh, like perched, like right at the end of the hallway waiting for him. And they just shred him like the shotguns like blast out and just shred him apart. Like chunks fly off of him, an arm flies off, right? Uh, he's just almost completely destroyed. I managed to crawl away. Obfuscate saved my life that day. I managed to slip out from under him, crawling. I managed to regenerate the two legs out from under me just so I could run. It took everything I had. And you see Danny, like, as you know, his legs like grow out from under him, right? And he's like running out, bursts out through the door he kicked in, right? Into an alleyway and moves forward. When you're that hurt, in that kind of a violent situation. No blood in you, starving. You're not the owner of yourself anymore. The beast is. The beast didn't care. It didn't care that we weren't in that warehouse anymore, that it wasn't gang members we were fighting. 
It saw food everywhere. And we see like getting the alleyway, right? As his eyes like roll back into his head, right? His mouth opens and like the fangs extend, right? Uh, as he like rushes down the hallway, you know, making these animalistic noises. And you see like an image of him like looking at his hands, right? As he comes to, like in first person. When I came to, I had fed. I was healed. And I saw in front of me, there was a woman, pale, dead. Two fag marks right in her neck, drained, thrown on the ground like a piece of trash. And I looked up, and the woman wasn't alone. I didn't see them at first, I heard them. A little baby in a stroller, not five feet away, crying. Crying for a mom that wasn't gonna come. Crying for a mom I just killed. And I looked up, and this guy came around the corner. <laughs> he had a couple of ice cream cones. Do you believe that? Maybe they were going to the fair or something. And he came back and he saw this and he saw me. And I ran. What else could I do? And he's came after me over and over and over again. And I've I spared him every single time, and I keep telling him he needs to go back to that little girl. She's what matters, not me. She... She needs someone. Fuck, who could blame him? He's a good man. Good men hunt monsters. But I just... I can't take away that little girl's dad. Not after I took her mom. So there. He like sits back up. And you see there's like tears coming down his face, right? Now you have my sad, disgusting sob story. Why I fucked you all over, fucked up your computer schemed and lied this entire time. That's the fucking reason. And it's fucking stupid. And it's my fault. And if I had more self-control, this never would have happened. And if I had more guts, I'd have cut that part of me off and just lived as the kindred that I am. 
but I can't do either. So there's my story. I don't know about the others here, but I think you do have some guts. Because the way I see it, there was a horrible accident. And I do not blame you for feeling the responsibility and the weight of that accident. But you decided, rather than go the easy route, rather than just complete a whole set of murders, you want the family to remain as intact as it can be. You want this man to be with this child. I don't think you've made the perfect choice, but hell, nobody's a perfect being. None of us on Earth are. But I think it takes guts to to face yourself and keep going after such a thing. Yeah, that's what we all have to do, isn't it? That's what a kindred does. We keep going. We keep existing. But the way I see it, when you make a mistake, you can either stop wallowing your own self-pity. You can, as you have said yourself, become the monster and just change your life forever. Or you can try to atone for it. It seems to me that you're trying to balance a path between these three things rather than make the choice. And I think it's getting to the point where it's getting harder and harder for you to put off the decision again and again and again. What choice is there? You see, yeah, there's become the monster, all right. But how am I supposed to atone? I can't convince him not to come after me. I've tried. And I can't give him his wife back. There's nothing I can do to atone for that. I just have to bear it. That's the best I can do. But I think you can try to give the man peace. Clearly he is not. That's one thing that he still does not have. After all, he's still trying to come after you. How long has it been? Gabriel. Gabriel. If that man's going to ever have peace, I'm sorry, but it can't come from Daniel. It... Danny, I'm sorry, but to suffer through what you've been through, there's no easier way to say it. The way that we live and what we live with, we just have to keep going, but we don't have to do it alone. You don't have to be keeping secrets from people. You don't have to hide what you are from us. We're all the same. Eric is gonna reach out and and take Danny's hand across from the table. If he'll take it. I mean yeah, his hand's just laying there. I don't I don't think he moves it away. 
Yeah, he looks. And he, you see he looks over at, like, the bar, right? And he, like, looks at it. I used to drink. When it got bad. When I had to do a hit on somebody. I couldn't sleep that night. It'd be the bottle for me. Of course, then I became a kindred. And even that got taken away. And you know, for a while, that early stage, you're drunk off power. You're superhuman for the first time, and you think you're hot shit. You know, I comforted myself with the fact I'm something better now. I don't have to worry about them. And then you see how much kindred is still just people in their brain. And then that comfort goes away too. Maybe. And anyway, he like looks at uh, Erica. I don't know, fuck, maybe you're right. But... I don't know what it means if the best thing... I don't know what it means if the best option we have is to suffer together for however long this unlife goes. The whole idea of suffering for sin is a very Catholic one. You were... You did come up that way, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, sure. That to be honest, um, I don't think the local father is going to be commenting me from my principles anytime soon. Now, I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying there's another precept with which you might be familiar. Uh, and that is the idea of good works. It's another standby of Catholicism. The idea that it's not nearly it's not merely enough to well, in crass terms, in crude terms, to say that you're sorry. Even or even sincerely believe in your heart of hearts that you're sorry. Atonement requires good deeds. Even if the original act can never be undone. I think to live with yourself, the best thing that you can do is make the decision to do good and to make the world a better place. And I don't know if that's the path you're on right now. Look, tease Gabe's uh, speech here. <laughs> to use the good book as reference. Rather, this is my cross to bear, so to speak. I lied to you. I did exactly the thing that I called host like a rat just a moment ago for. I get that. If I can't be trusted by any of you ever again, fine. But it's time to live with... It's time to live with the choices I've made. So I guess that's what I need to ask. 
Are you still willing to keep me around? Or is this goodbye into that cold, unforgiving world of darkness out there? <laughs> you said it. I'm sorry. He said, oh, it. He said, no, said the thing. thing. I had sorry. I, I saw the opportunity. I had to take it. Yeah. You did it. You did great, Ken. Mr. Rose, I don't believe I've trusted you until this point in time. Who'd you hire to break into my bar? He shakes his head. I'm not going to say their name, but you can know it's the you know it's the Seninosferatu. You can tell them whatever payment or debt you owe to them falls to me and I will pay it in turn by not informing the prince that they broke into a, the sacred domain of another kindred without their permission. Mr. Rose, you did something wrong, and we're going to fix it. If you'll let us help. Yeah, Danny raises an eyebrow. Help. And what exactly is it can you do to help with this? I'll be honest. I don't know yet. But we have six very capable people sitting around this table. I'm sure we can come up with something. Yeah, Danny leans forward and he seems to consider and he looks at all of you. If we're getting everything out on the table, I think it's pretty clear the majority of people here want to take Tristan's side against Tabitha. I think it'd be fair for me to say that, right? Well, I haven't been keeping a tally. I know Jose does. I'd rather not be murdered personally. <laughs> fair enough. It seems Miss Erica here Seems to favor Tristan. He, like puts like ear air quotes on it. Is that right? This world's so much bigger than me. I don't know where I fall in it. I don't know who I can trust, especially these people who stand above the rest of us. If I could help Erica, um, uh, I told you I'd go to you first. The the type of people that Tabitha and and Amelia Laurel and Melody even they don't care about us. You know, you the, regardless of whatever the fuck's going on with Melody, what she says is correct. With they're all here for 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 power and, and and control and just climbing the ranks. We're just disposable to her at the end of the day. I don't know if we can trust Tristan. Although I I I don't know about what Tristan's all about or if he's genuine with the, all the circus stuff, but. He, he's certainly more trustable than, than Tabitha is. Well, Theodore, you're 
you're someone whose opinion I truly believe, so thank you. And if it's any consolation to you, uh, Danny, it's not really like I can betray you anymore now. If, any, if there's anyone I can trust, it's obviously you. Oh yeah, no kidding. Well, wherever the loyalties lie, I have a higher loyalty. I have, I have to see too. So here's what I'll say to all of you. Jose said that maybe everyone here can help. Fine, I'll put my trust in that. I need this to be resolved. I need this man to find some, some semblance of peace so that he can go home. And so we both can continue. Do that for me, and I'm on board with whatever happens. No ulterior motives, no ambitions. I do as the team wants. For that service to me. I said, in exchange for that service to me, you will have all the loyalty you could ever ask for. That's all I can ask. And that's all I can offer. Daniel, I, and I think Patrick, like, looks up for the first time in a while. He's been like, you know that that stone face that's still when they don't want to cry, but they're like, you can see it. Mm -hmm. You can see the, like, yeah. It's like a little bit of blood in one of like, the corners of Patrick's eyes, and he just, like, goes back in. Um... <laughs> This man is emotionally stunted, listen. He goes, <clears throat> Daniel, I... Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Rose, while your... Your proposal is tempting, uh, doing anything the group wants for... In exchange of a favor, I... We're not doing this because we want you to owe us a favor. We, we, we're doing this because... We... We are supposed to be working together, and if what you did was to protect someone, I, I think that personally that's something I, I can fully stand behind. And I, I want to say this now: I'm helping you, with no trace of depth between us. And Patrick leans back in the chair again. His piece being said. I would second that. I think if we're gonna do this, some sort of feudalistic concept of loyalty seems a little archaic. I'd rather you do this out of conviction, but I suppose that's a starting place. 
if you're willing to take the step, I'm willing to help. He will, yeah, sit back as well. Daniel, I think it's it's noble what you want to do for this man. And if anything, I I want you to feel at peace. And if there's anything I can do to help that, you've got me on your side. Yeah. Saint like kind of looks around like he's not sure what to say, right? Like he kind of like stiffens up. So I guess, <laughs> I guess the old adage is true. You only offer a favor to somebody who doesn't want one. And he like looks up, right? And there is like thankfulness, you know, gratefulness in his eyes, right? Gratitude. There we go. That's the word. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he like looks at them. If you're really willing to do that, then I'm glad to be working with you. Glad to have you on board, Mr. Rose. Yeah, he nods. That being said, it's been a very long night, and I think we all need some time to process things. I'm not going to force you all to leave, but I would highly recommend you take some time to yourselves. But before you go anywhere, Mr. Rose, I would like to talk to you privately. I have something for you. Yeah, he kind of tilts his head like, okay, right? But he nods. Nightcast Houston, SSIP trademark. Take a sip of these great tunes. Hey there, Nocturnals. This is Christopher Kane, and you're tuning in to Nightly Houston on 55.1 FM, a SSIP radio station. We're giving you a sip of the night's greatest hits. Now, before we get into our regularly scheduled tunes, here's a quick word from our sponsors. First up, we've got an actual play podcast called Show Some Initiative. You can follow them on Twitter at Some Initiative, on Tumblr at Show Some Initiative, and Instagram at show.someinitiative. Next up, a word from local temp agency, one of a kind. Alright, I don't, I, don't, I don't have much time, so I gotta get the truth out there. The, Look sir, out for the things that don't bump in the night, because the vampires are real, and they are controlling sir, everything behind no. the scenes. Our undead overlords farm us for our blood and keep us ignorant in this so-called masquerade of theirs, and I won't stand for it. None of their undead powers can defeat the fire of human liberty. Tune into my show, Nickopedia, know the truth. I, 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 no, no, no. Oh, fucking finally, get this man out of here. Well, we're sorry about that. 
uh, ladies and gentlemen, now on to your regularly scheduled broadcasting while we figure out who the hell that was. Yeah, I think Jose just pulls uh, Danny into his office, like kind of leaves the door open and kind of goes for one of his uh, like desk drawers and pulls out like a secret compartment and pulls out this like old leather bound book and just kind of lays it on his desk. Here it is. Danny raises an eyebrow. His what? the Book of Hakim. Or one of the many translations of it. That's kind of the thing. You've read a copy of it, yes. But I'm willing to bet whatever copy you found in New York was more than likely translated by our good friends, the Tremere, who don't have a vested interest in telling the truth about history. Moreover, I myself have read five different translations of the book. Some of them present uh, Diablery as one of our original rites, even though that wouldn't have happened until we were cursed by the Bali. This is the version of the book I like the best. The one that I think is the most morally right to live by. You are more than free to criticize me and my the place I come from. I would just like you to be correct in your criticism. You don't have to read it, but it's yours. And he just kind of slides it across the desk. Yeah, Dan like raises an eyebrow. Really? Yeah. You're going to hand me your copy of the Book of Akeem. In for a penny, in for a pound. Is this one of those things where it's like, you know, you go to a hotel room and you look inside a dresser drawer and it's just like a Bible there. Jose just has like at least three different like copies of the Book of Hakim just ready to hand out. Oh. <laughs> no, it, it, it's like truly is just like the one. It is like, think of it less like his copy of the Bible, more of like just. I don't I don't really know how to describe it. This is just a version of the book that Jose is willing to live his life by like he's done like a lot of soul searching and he doesn't even like the entirety of like the Asamite organization, but this is like a version of the book that contains like beliefs that he can agree with. So if that makes sense, and he just as much this is basically his way of like taking everything Danny threw in his face during the like big philosophy segment, just a way of saying, hey, you're welcome to insult me, but please uh, try to understand where I'm coming from first. Hmm. Yeah, Danny, um, Danny reaches down, he picks up the book, right? And he looks at it. 
and uh, he nods. And he kind of looks at me jokingly, says, a bit of light reading, huh? Incredibly. Yeah, he nods. I'll give it a read. <laughs> For all this shit, you deserve that at least. It's all I ask. Not much of a price for what I asked of you. I believe you'll find, Mr. Rose, I offered first, before you asked. Yeah, he just kind of nods at that, and uh, he moves, you know, walks away with the book. Okay, so with that, I'm assuming, does everyone else leave right away? Or do some of you just kind of linger as Jose and Danny kind of step into the back room? Uh, Gabe's going to turn to you and ask, hey, mind if I crash with you? I have to make up a house for him now. Oh. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Or it's just a, a computer gremlin basement. Yes. No, it's just the house of the guy from American Psycho. <laughs> I've never seen American yes. Psycho. Uh, it's just the the main part of the joke is it's just covered in newspaper, so it's murder ready at <laughs> oh, any given time. Oh damn. So I guess then, Gabe, how do you approach Theo about when to stay at his place? Um, so, Jose, I, I really do uh, thank you for agreeing to host me the past few nights, but I think it's, for safety's sake, about time to change location. Yeah, it's about, uh, yeah, I was about to suggest the same thing, but. Now, I don't want to be too forward, but Theodore, would you... Would you mind if I crashed with you for a few days? Sure, I I don't exactly have a room ready, but I could set. You could That's take fine. over my bed. Couch will do. I, no, it's fine. I stay up way later, so you could take it. I've slept in weirder positions. No, really, I don't want you to lose any sleep. I'll I'll take a, a couch or a chair, whatever you got. Heck, I'll take the floor. I'll just. You know, I'm not gonna fight with Grab you with this. Get, go ahead, take it. Gil <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, "Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna refuse," and then Theo will offer again, and then I'll accept <laughs> to be polite. So Gil refuses. No, He's like, no. "Okay, now." <laughs> Fuck it, I don't care. I'm no. not, I'm not doing this. Gabe is, uh, to quote, uh, what shit? What's her name from Streetcar? Blanche something or fuck other. Fuck Blant. Fuck streetcar named Desire. <laughs> yeah, I know, sure I know. Fucking hey, sucks. No, it's, it's good, it's good. I no, hate it her, sucks. but it's good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Gabe is relying on the kindness of strangers <laughs> right now, <laughs> so. And you, you're doing this with Theo? A horrible decision, A horrible decision, really. decision, really. This is out of character. Um, <laughs> no, but like, genuinely, Genuinely, I'm gonna be up way later than you are. It's fine. 
if you say so. Yeah. I can even scooch over to the side. Oh if my god, no space. why are we still talking about this? Oh my god. And there was just one bad. <laughs> well, okay, wait, what's 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 Theo's apartment like? Oh my god, uh Or is the house? House, whatever. God imagine owning a house. Yeah, unrealistic. Is it feasible that he has a house by now? I would say yeah. so, yeah, especially because yeah. the prince is willing to help foot a lot of your costs. Mm -hmm. It's not a big house, because he, he lives by himself, he doesn't need that much space, really. Um, just like an office space. Uh, you know, kitchen, yes. bedroom, the secret uh, basement where he does all the rituals, the closet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 go back. When was the last one? Uh, the closet? The closet. <laughs> 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 yeah, to put all the skeletons in. <laughs> There's not a lot to describe about this this house. It's like he went to Ikea and went, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. All he does is, is work in front of a computer. There's not a lot, like, interior-wise that he needs. This is getting too real to me. Anyways. <laughs> so, Gabe goes up. You've asked Theo if you could spend the night at his place, and you Day, two have arrived. Right. Sorry. Day, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Spend the day at his place, then my apologies. You get your technicalities and get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but Theo's place is, as he said, pretty sparse. Uh, I imagine you two enter and it's a little awkward at first, and... What do you two talk about? Oh, well, thanks for uh, agreeing to let me crash here. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not like I'm going to leave you. <laughs> leave you there. <laughs> I do appreciate it. Say, if you've got a minute, I've, I have a couple of questions I'd, I'd like to ask you. Sure. It's, it's, I mean, it's nothing like major. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm new to this whole thing and I'm really in the deep end here. Oh. Um, so I, I, there are just a few things that I don't quite get about, you know, political stuff within. Um, right, right. Within yeah. the, with the, the kindred. Yeah, exactly. Politics. So, I mean, first off, well, first off, um, I know that, I mean, I guess we learned from our little interrogation that Amelia Laurel is plotting to become a sheriff. And yep. I mean, I know the word, 
but in my experience, sheriffs mostly deal with, you know, speeding tickets, and I assume that's not the same thing here. No, uh, so for, for us, the kindreds, I guess you could think of it in terms of, like, with, like, a president and a vice president. They're the advisor, the right-hand man. Um, it's, it's a position a lot of kindred want, because you get sway with the, uh, Prince's decisions very. It's it's you know the next best thing after a prince. So there's only one sheriff. Typically, yes. Though Valencia did have two. Interesting. And is it normal for someone to become sheriff through? Oh, I guess. Plotting and scheming? Or is it like an appointed thing? Or. I mean, I assume it's not an elected position. I mean, Reverend. Is it plotting and scheming how it works everywhere? I suppose that depends on your perspective. Sure, sure, but. Just seems yes. fairly malicious in this case, I suppose. Or kindred. Yeah. I don't think I need to give you that speech again. You'd think I'd stop being surprised by that, but... Hope springs eternal. Yeah, um, and then... I had another question, too. What's up? You mentioned... Valencio having a couple of advisors with him. Yes. Press. How was Valencio as prince? Because if we're gonna support his bid to replace the current prince, I want to make sure that... Mm -hmm. Well, I want to make sure it's not out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. He's definitely very, very unusual for, for a prince. Very revolutionary, you could say. Uh, In what respect? Well... Kindred are very traditional. There's, you know... Yeah. Elders want to hold on to the power that they have, and they would rather hold on to the factions that they've got. Valencia worked very hard against those. Uh, a lot of unification efforts. Uh, you know, he wanted to get the... He worked to get the independent factions with the Camarilla. Um, he even had, hmm. like, a... A, a registry to allow the uh, thin thin bloods to become full blooded. Hmm. And remind me again, thin blood. That just means like. I mean, am I thin blood? Let's. That's just you know, young vampires or kindred, right? It's very high generation. It's bar barely kindred, really. Hmm. You have to understand that this is... In order for that to happen, it's... 
It's through Diablery. Which, from your face, you totally don't know, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I've got a vague idea. I think I've heard the others talk about... Her, say mention of it before. Something about... You know, killing or destroying another vampire. <laughs> Kindred, excuse me. Yeah, it's... You're absorbing their power, their soul. And that's... That process creates thin bloods? That process allows thin bloods to become full-blooded. I mean, it also allows... Ah. High generation... Uh... Kindreds to... Go up... More generations, lets you become more powerful. Hmm. So... Valencia was... Like, I, I'm sponsoring Diablery for Thin Bloods? Is that right? Is, isn't that kind of a. You have to go through. Kind of frowned upon? It's not. It's not. Well, yeah, that's why the elders didn't like him. You know, there's, there's a reason why Tabitha's there now, and why she hired us to get rid of him. It's a good point. So if we bring him back, that would involve what? More diablery, but now I know how that sounds, but it's not—it's not like willy-nilly diablery. It is through a process. It's—it's it's... state-sanctioned. Sure. Hmm. Here's a registry. And who were the victims? Undesirables. And no why, one said it's perfect. What, what? I mean, what would make them undesirable? Political opponents? Yes. <laughs> I mean... Hmm. Well, thank you. Definitely giving me a lot to think about. <sighs> yeah. Good luck. Thank you. I think I'm about to turn in. Right, yeah, yeah. Let me show you to 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 my room, I guess. Your room? <laughs> oh. I don't have a second. We've talked about this, Jesus Christ. I, I, yeah, and I told you I'll take the couch. It's fine. I'm grabbing a pillow. Wherever. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. It's... You know what? I usually I usually stay up a lot earlier, a lot later, but <laughs> I I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Happy sleeping. I fucking blood body and fucking all this just so much today. Did you? I mean, do you want to talk about it or do you want to? No, just kinda... I'm fine. All right. Go sleep. If you ever need anybody, I'm here. Well, I hope you have more peace tomorrow. I hope we all do. <sighs> yeah. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Good night. Good. Good oh day. Oh my god. Good day. Good morning.
Well, I don't, well, I'd offer everyone over for tea, but seeing as black tea doesn't milk mix too well with blood, I'll, uh, I'll leave that. Oh, <clears throat> I think I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take you up on your offer, Doctor. I, 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 I I'd like to. I'd like to talk with you if that'd be agreeable. Most certainly, Patrick. How how do how 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 do Erica like? So you have a car? Do we see close enough that we can walk? How's the? Uh, probably. Oh, they probably have to take Erica's minivan. <laughs> Erica Does she have a minivan? minivan? Oh, I don't know. I usually give my characters a minivan. Um, Incredible. I know Patrick has a truck. I don't know cars, but I can't remember. Let me check where she got. Like, how did she get to uh, to to the last? A compact car. She has a compact car. I see. Oh, amazing. I could see Erica in like a little convertible with the top down, and she's wearing like a little poodle skirt or something uh, oh my god like the little, got the little uh, the little, little scarf the yeah. Audrey Hepburn oh sunglasses Roman holiday <laughs> like got one tiktok with a frog oh, wait what the, have you seen there's a there's a tiktok of like uh, there's a person that has like the little scarf around her head the sunglasses and the little frog statue that also has a scarf around yes, his head yes yes like, I have yeah, seen that yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, there there was one summer where Erica, where Erica's roommate was like, you know, what? I'm gonna take you through all the periods that you missed and like dressed her up in like 50s clothes, took oh. her out to a 50s diner, oh. fucking had her dress up like a 70s hippie. That's so amazing. Teased her oh, hair for that. the 80s. I love, love that. that. That's wonderful. Erica's roommate is the best person, actually. Amazing. Fuck everyone else in this campaign, I respect Yeah, that's her. valid. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Anyways. So yeah, uh, uh, did Erika... Yeah. If Erika took her compact car, I, I think... What, what is more funny? The fact... Having Patrick uh, just try to... Yes. Uh, fucking fold himself into the, yes. into the compact car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, okay. the the one role of the entire session and it's Patrick trying to fit into this cramped work car. <laughs> okay, what do I roll, Julian? <laughs> oh Jesus. Um Dex plus I can't what is there a text plus safety. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Cookie never spends anything <laughs> on safety. <laughs> No, I never spent any points of safety. Why would I? <laughs> Being safe is for the chumps. Now it's, you'll uh, learn. No, they won't. Sorry. Now you'll no. learn. They're Dex plus safety, binge. One success. Ah, oh, damn it. I yeah. learned nothing. <laughs> it's very, it's incredibly uncomfortable, but you manage. <laughs> Amazing. Wonderful. Uh... So yeah, I, Pat, Patrick falls himself into Erika's car. It's a bit uncomfortable, but he, he doesn't say anything, I don't think. He's like, I want to be vulnerable, but this is not the way. <laughs> you you alright there, Patrick? You got your seat buckled? 
<clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm, <coughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you sure? You, yeah. We could we could just walk if you'd rather. No, nope, I can I'm come good. back for the car tomorrow. I'm perfectly right. comfortable. <laughs> Patrick feigns stretching. His hands kind of like just like elbows touch the the roof of the car. He's trying to like stretch upwards. And he, he puts a small dent in her car. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Tries to cover it up so Erica does like. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <clears throat> All right, so Erica will will drive her way to her her little home, her humble abode. Her humble abode. Have we gotten a description of Erica's home? Have we set the scene there? Hmm. I no, I don't believe so. I mean, I'm just thinking at grandma's house. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah please tell yeah, us about. It's a grandma's house. Um. What? I imagine it doesn't Blur. smell like a grandma, though. Thankfully. No, it smells like fresh baked goodies. Oh. And blood. <laughs> amazing. Oh. I mean, she's a doctor, I guess. I guess? True. Exactly. So Erica just kind of stayed in the house that she woke up in after she was woke up from <laughs> from long time sleepy time. Um it's this Are there like Victorian style houses in Houston? I've never been. I almost I'm, certainly there's almost a district for okay. Yeah. Okay, please excuse me. I I live in a area where like most of the infrastructure was made in the Victorian era onwards so like that's mm -hmm. as old as it gets around there um so yeah it's kind of an, it's an old uh, Victorian townhouse pretty well kept overall but you know it's definitely you know seeing better days it's had some shoddy paint jobs on the outside it's got like a a little little grown patch of a garden at the front um which you walk in it's very very much uh grandma's abode kind of place um so yeah and patrick kind of looks around he goes mm, it's, excuse me that i say it's like isn't it a little bit cliche to have you know the the kindred's house be you know victorian townhouse isn't that you know just, just, just seems a little bit on the nose, you know. Well, Patrick, you know where I was born. This is just a house to me. You know what? I, I, I hadn't thought of that. It's sometimes it's hard to keep in mind that uh, you're what a hundred or so years older than me. Had my hundred and. Hundred and f what year is this? God, it's hard to keep track, but uh, believe I'm I'm pushing. Yeah, pushing my hundred uh, and fiftieth birthday soon. Wow, that's huh. I, uh, Patrick, I I don't like to ask a kindred their age, but just when were you brought up? Oh well, I. Uh... Came around at late fifties, beginning of sixties, and I got embraced actually kind of recently, only in like the start of the the millennium. 
I think I'm, from what I've gathered, I'm pretty recent by uh, our standards. I will steal you. Got a, a rate of experience that I don't have, you know? I was, I uh, took a little, little rest for a good period. So there's, there's lots I'm still catching up on, but yeah, I, we've, we've all got our experiences. I, at this point, are, there, are they still like in the foyer or like have they like moved on into like a drawing room style thing? Probably on, on their way in. Uh, Erica will be working her way to the, to the kitchen to, to set up a few snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Patrick kind of mulls on that for a second as Erica uh, goes to the kitchen. Uh, he just like kind of sort he sort of like stands awkwardly in the in the drawing room to be like where am I supposed to sit um, and I assume where when Erika comes back she kind of like motions for him to to take a seat uh, he sits down and says actually uh, uh, doc I I was wondering if it's not uh, <clears throat> if it's not I guess to painful to talk about uh you did mention at some point during the uh the events of tonight uh, i remember you mentioning to to daniel that you already knew how hard it was to come out of torpor is that is that what you were referring to before uh, yes yes it was um yeah i, I uh I spent a good while uh, in Tarpar. It's woke up. Uh, it's pushing on a little over ten years now. It's given how old I am. It it still feels quite fresh. But yeah, I I imagine losing losing so much time can can have been a, a pleasant experience. How are how are you, how are you doing after after tonight I I I understand it can't be it can't have been easy to, to be present for that I uh, really I should be asking you how you're doing I mean you had had to stake straight through you there are are you all right there lad? Speaking of, here, I've, I've got a uh, little something that might help you feel a little better. Oh, And uh, uh, Erica's gonna put a little tea tray down, um, and with two little teacups with blood in them. No. Oh. <laughs> I think when pa- when Patrick sees you take out the tea, he's like, uh, oh no, Doctor, that won't be... Is that... Huh. I... I must say, I... This is probably the strangest... Uh, the strangest tea invitation I've ever had, but I I appreciate your hospitality. And he's gonna take a the cup and like sip on it. I know I. Uh, everyone seems so baffled that I'm a kindred, but I I am still one. She says, taking a sip of the tea herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I am. Hmm. I hadn't. 
I must admit I hadn't considered that. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't considered how it uh, how it can how it would have feel, how it must have felt for you to to have us just poking fun at you all the time. I I am I am sorry for that, and I I must say I I think it's impressive that you've. Mm, that you've managed to remain so, so human, even after so long. It's, in my 15 years of uh, living this on life, I, I've seldom met someone that's, that has been able to stand so firm in their principles. So that's something that should be commanded to talk, really. Thank you, Mr. Patrick. I. It's awful sweet of you to say. I. I wasn't always this way. It took me a while to get back to being myself, but. We are what we are, and. I suppose I. to fight to be the way I am today again, but it's nice to know that there's other people around me again who who know what it's like to, to be a kindred. I pretend for so long that I'm not... I'm not not human anymore. It's mm. good to know that there are good people. Still. Well, that guy. <clears throat> it is. It is nice to have people to be around. I. I will concur in that. I. I must say, I don't... I don't want to presume, but I... I think I understand, at least a little bit, the, the isolation that can come from, from Kindred. As I, as I said, I'm fairly recent, fairly new to this, uh, and it's still... And Patrick kind of like looks away a little bit to like not not look at Erica. Um, it still kind of stings to have left my life behind. Like I am. Don't get me wrong. This becoming a kindred, the embrace was is something I. It's something that like I never could have imagined would be so freeing in some respects but it's also it just it feels so unfair sometimes that you have to lose so much and i can i can only imagine how hard it must be for you to have to have lost connection with that many people especially considering the amount of time that has happened that has transpired And at this he uh, looks back at Erika. But you're right, Doc, it is... 
it is nice to to be able to have friends again. Now you're not uh, you're not whistling your way out of that one. I I truly intend to know how are you feeling from tonight. You know you can't you can't just keep being there for people talk if you don't expect people to do the same for you. It's hard with it. How are you feeling? Thank you. I have to admit, it was hard to think that we, someone, would be so willing to put another person through through torpor. You know, it. It, it was hard to know, to be a part of something that. What was done to me, and and what I lost all those years ago, it's... I have tried not to imagine that there was a person behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. Tried to put out of my mind that that had happened, that... Treated as some sort of horrible accident instead of a reality of... The deaths some people will go to. Precisely. Mm. I never saw it coming. Straight through the back, you know? I just... I woke up again and... I was lucky enough to have a friendly face to wake up to. Oh. But... Then Patrick, I think I like... Tilts his head a little bit and like quirks an eyebrow, like, huh? Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I suppose an explanation. My, my li- lovely little housemate Annalise. She, she was the one who who found me, woke me up from torpor. Bit oh, is a... she, is she a kindred too? No, she's she's a kind. She's the one who owns this house. Oh. Oh, you're, it's strange, you're, I know. It, you're certainly full of surprises, Doc. I will. It was surprising enough for her to just find me in her attic. <laughs> I must imagine. But, but yes, it was just hard to imagine that it could be that easy to do that to someone, you know? Mm. As I said before, I I think it's admirable that you still hold to your principles, and I think if I think it would be important for you to have this conversation with the group, at least if we're gonna keep working together, I I think there are things we should know. I, I think we should know where our limits are what we're willing and not willing to do, so this, a situation like that doesn't arise again. I... not sure if I'm cut out for this line of work, you know? I thought I was, I thought I was ready, but... being in it is, is different than I imagined. Hmm. 
but I'm... I'm glad to have friends around who... who care about how I feel about this. So thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. And if I can at least not assuage your doubt, but give you something to think on. I... Well, I haven't been around the block as long. I have taken the odd job here and there, and it is rare to have someone to, that cares as much as you in a job like this. And I think you're putting some good out there. And I, I think that's that's a valuable thing that you're doing. Sorry, Mr. Patrick. I was just looking at the time. Uh, sun's coming up soon. Um, if you'd oh. like, you can stay up in the guest room before. I uh mm, no, I, I I I think I can make it if I if I if I run out. I just and Patrick kind of like goes starts like putting things away, like just like leaves his cup down and starts like says like Good goodbye, Doc. It's been it's been nice having the chat. Like exits the house. And I think at that point he sees the, he sees that the, the light is a little bit, like he closes the door behind him and he sees that the light is a little bit like, it, it's starting to, to actually be day. He like didn't take, take Erika's word for it. He was like, oh, oh, oh. He turns around a while and he just sees that, that he's like standing on a garden and then quick look around that no one is looking and he just like gets just sucked in by the dirt. <laughs> and disappears in Erica's garden. If Erica runs to the door, does she make it in time to see this? <laughs> do you, Do you want to roll to see if you can see this? I guess. Sure. Roll to get traumatized. Okay. Perception plus uh, alertness standard. That was four successes to see. <laughs> Patrick become one with the earth. <laughs> I, I do imagine that it's a situation where you're just putting things away, just like, oh, thinking about what a, a surprisingly nice tea you had with the friend. And you turn and look out the window, just trying to catch a little bit of sun before you have to go back upstairs. And you see your friend look like he's about to like just start going, like running off. And you're like, oh, is he going to turn into a cat or something? Just start sprinting? No, he just whoop. <laughs> Gone like that. <laughs>